do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 54. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. So do you ever see a post on Twitter or Facebook or in the news and you think it's doing something around design and technology or it is somebody posting about design and technology and opinion of you and idea and you go, oh, I'm not too sure about that one. You kind of twitch when you read it. And you think, hmm, something's not quite right there. So that happened to me recently. Well, to be honest, it happens quite a lot, but I don't always talk about it on the podcast. But this one happened a few weeks ago where there was a bit of flurry on social media um, about how design and technology used maths and science knowledge. Now, I can completely get why that's talked about. Um, You know, I've read the GCSE specifications in England and this emphasis on maths and science. So I can completely get why that happens from a very pragmatic perspective, but also from a perspective around thinking about how knowledge from other subjects is used in design and technology to develop new ideas, to kind of explore the reality, the feasibility, and so on and so forth. And often what I actually see in these posts is people suggesting that this adds to me to the validity and necessity of design and technology. You know, kind of look, look, science and technology, science and maths, you you need design and technology to um, make your knowledge applicable, understandable, engaging, relevant for children. Now, I, I kind of completely get that, but I think we just have to be careful and a bit mindful that that, that implies that if we're not careful, that that is the only way of justifying design and technology. Now, I am not saying that the people who posted um, things like that were saying that, but it's back to this thinking about the whole picture of design and technology and how we talk about it. Um, I suppose when one of the reasons it made me twitch was I, I look and I kind of feel like it's kind of, you know, look at me, look at me, I'm designing the technology, pick me, pick me, play with me, you know, I'm part of the, I'm part of the, the cool gang, which may or may not be the STEM gang. Um, and again, that's not to dismiss the, the place and the importance when we talk about STEM subjects and, you know, science, technology, engineering and maths and where design and technology fits in that. But I suppose it makes me twitch because, for, for two reasons. 
and probably more, but at the moment I've got two reasons, is why science and maths or why only science and maths when in actual fact design and technology can play that role of application of knowledge from other subjects, from lots of different subjects in the curriculum. And I know uh, colleagues of mine who have previously sat and worked with other subject teachers and mapped the curriculum across design and technology and across other subjects and seen that that link and those relationships between the subjects, whether we call that interdisciplinary or cross-curriculum, I'm kind of not, not going to go there. That's a particular can of worms if I start talking about interdisciplinary or cross-curricular. So I suppose that's one word of thought about why I twitch is why always science and maths or why is it science and maths that seems to get talked about the most when design and technology is talking about the other subjects that we link with and you know I'm going to kind of come back and say I get it about the GCSEs I get it that STEM is talked about by government and it's talked about by business and about industry and therefore it's talked about by the economy and if we're justifying the place of the subjects then we need to be engaging with those political small p conversations about the subject and also showing the contribution um, or the links that design and technology makes with other subjects. But my caution is always around, but why why predominantly science and maths? Because what that means, if we're talking predominantly about science and maths, what else are we not talking about? So that means for me that we're not talking about the subject's relationship with art and design or we're not talking about its relationship more generally with creative subjects which are expressive, responsive to human needs, feelings and emotions. And that kind of, to me, sometimes gets suppressed in design and technology when we talk about it in public ways, about the very humanity of design and technology and the way it responds to, works with and understands humanity and individuals' needs, wants, desires, and so on, that aren't necessarily the way we talk about technology or science and maths. Um, so that's kind of one one aspect of it is that is it's is the subject's relationship with other school subjects beyond science and maths, and also beyond. Let's not even talk about school subjects. Let's think about disciplines. Um, you know, we can talk about disciplines when we think about university. You know, I had a, a great conversation, I think it was with Dave Ardley, quite a while back now about um, anthropology and the way design and technology made relationships, um, could make relationships in higher education around anthropology and that understanding of people. Um, yeah, Todd Kelly in America was somebody else I had a conversation with about this. So that's the first thing is if we we post and we share and we that the the most conversation we have is about our relationship the subject's relationship with science and maths what are we therefore not talking about and therefore what are we not prioritizing about the subject and therefore what are we losing about the subject such as our relationship with other expressive creative human subjects you know subjects that are centered around people and then my my other thought around it is what what does this say about us as a subject, as a subject community or as a, a subject, that we we strongly use this argument about justifying the the importance, the relevance, the centrality of design and technology on the curriculum by showing how we 
are needed by other subjects, you know, rather than thinking about the place of the subject for its own sake, what it what it brings to education, to brings to a general education. That yes, you know, as, as most subjects do, draws on knowledge from other other subjects, other fields, other disciplines. But what is the uniqueness about design and technology that makes it an essential component of general education? And again, I come back to this idea around design. And I'm going to have to thank Eddie Norman for conversations around this, who kind of keeps probably about kind of get your foot out of technology, Alison, and think about design and, and design education and, and the the compound noun that is design and technology in in England, not this focus on technology education. You know, what is what is the design, the design thinking, the design skills? What is it that makes design and technology unique um, that, that we talk about? Those are my two sort of ways that I that, that kind of underlie my twitching when I see posts about, you know, look at me, look at me. I'm a subject who can make use of design of science and maths when you know, what about its individuality? What makes design and technology what it is? Uh, you know, David Barlex would talk about it's designing something for somebody in some context. Um, I, I know colleagues in art and design would say, well, that, that's kind of what we do. So we, we do need to have those conversations about what makes design and technology unique and standalone um, that makes it distinct and different from other subjects, which, which is why I explore in my research around what do people say the value of design and technology is, that we can explore that uniqueness about the subject without being seen as a, a lesser subject because other subjects need us or we help them rather than that, that distinctness of the subject. But anyway, that's what made me twitch. There, there are other things that make me twitch that I hear people talking about design and technology. If you've read some of my stuff previously, you'll know that it's missing out the and in design and technology. But um, I'm sure I'll come back to talk about twitches and things that make me uh, think, hang on a minute, what are we thinking about? What are we saying when we talk about design and technology like this? As ever, if you want to share your thoughts about what makes you twitch about design and technology, you can drop me an email. You can find my contact details via my website. Or you can always find me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Allison. You've been listening to the Talking DT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Allison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. Thank you.